I used to live my life a quarter mile at a time, but things change. That's right people, and welcome back to Films with Amigos. This week it was time for a return to the cinema and family as we talk F9, and joining myself as usual is Sam, Big Dan, and the amigo himself, Francis Lee. Godfather now, I will always be in your heart. Little Brian, I have a gift for you. Your daddy gave me this. No, I'm gonna give it to you. It's very special. It's for protection from what's coming. Alright, Dom. What's next? No matter how fast you are. I am not too big compared to you. No one outruns their past. I am more easy, you try and you're best to become And mine. Just caught up to me. Been a long time, though. So we're up against a master thief. Assassin. High performance driver. Who is he? Jacob is Dom's brother. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 43 of Films with Amigos. It is finally time to talk La Familia. Time for that family. It's time for Fast and Furious 9, The Fast Saga. I believe that is the official title. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think that's right. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> We've just, just seen just this at the cinema. Just F9, for sure. So, yeah, it's a, it's a landmark episode of, of films with Amigos. So. The Amigos have been back out to the big screen. Joint viewing. Joint viewing. We didn't get well, to do the live recording together, though. Like, as the a, as a, as a one. No. One day. One day. So we'll, one day soon, that's coming. But yeah, we went to the cinema to see Fast and Furious 9, the Fast Saga. Um, you know, and in preparation for this episode, all amigos have, have wrote a free word, semi-spoiler-free review. <laughs> so who wants to kick us off? Fran, I think you had you had a good one. All right, I've got, <clears throat> let me clear my throat, non-corona. Right, it's... Magnetically ludicrous nonsense. Beautiful stuff. <laughs> Who wants to go next? I had some some nice FF alliteration for mine. I went farcical, far fetched, family. <laughs> Amazing. What's yours, Ben? I feel like everyone's taking all the good words. I'm going to go for. Uh... Wrinkled garbage and mess. <laughs> For what? Say it again. <laughs> wrinkled, wrinkled garbage and mess. Wrinkled? <laughs> Wrink- wrinkled there. Uh, so what we'll get onto that everyone looks super old. <laughs> they've, they've been making these films for a long time, Ben. Time comes years. for all. Time 20, comes for all. 20 years saga. Kind, of, kind of like staring at your own mortality watching F9. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> 
All right, Sam, give it to us. And I had Limitless Perfect Trash. <laughs> because this film, Limitless will talk about how the limits are broken in every sense of the word. And it is perfect trash. It is this is this is trash movie making at the absolute pinnacle. It doesn't yeah. get any better. Yeah, they're they're beyond caring now. They're definitely beyond caring. I just yeah. I just fast ten is just gonna be like seriously like it's all gonna be set in space or it's gonna be another universe or I just don't spoilers know. Spoilers alert! Spoilers alert! Gonna have to go <laughs> to like the a, word space. A parallel, like yeah, like a fat timeline. <laughs> it's gonna have to be like just trying to think of another film that's got. I don't know. It's gonna to have to be like a. It will be like an MCU crossover. Yeah. Or something. yeah. No. What it what it'll be is because, and um, you know, big spoilers alert. Ooh, but I've a, got cer- a certain bad guy from from these films collects all the previous bad guys, <laughs> and then they basically have like, you know, Captain America: Civil War, but Fast and Furious: Civil War. They, you know, Race Wars. Hobbs is back and and Shaw's back. You can't have a film called Race Wars either, friend. <laughs> yeah, but but it's it's a throwback. See, I, I put my question to you guys was, oh, we don't even discuss Fast Nine yet. Hold up, <laughs> hold up. Let's let's discuss Fast Nine. Then we'll what, the fact, what, was that, what was that noise a minute ago? Oh, that's my watch randomly. Just I don't know why it was listening, but yeah, excuse the watch. Crazy. It's Apple just listening in. Like you, you talk, <laughs> you, talk you guys talking shit about Fast and Furious. What? It's it's all the producers of the Fast and Furious just listening in now, Fran. They they want your <laughs> ideas for where it needs to go next. That's, that is literally <laughs> the second uh, Fast Ten opened up. It were like, well, hold up. Because, it's all, it's all the people, all the people that had some kind of creative input into Fast and Furious Nine, which is which from watching the films, roughly eighty-five thousand people, and all ideas made it. Because yeah, everything, everything made it into the cut. Like there's, there's no director's cut of any Fast film because. It all made it in. And that's like, what makes yeah. it so enjoyable. They're talking about a whole film set in space. We can get away with it. <laughs> it's amazing. Shall we just talk briefly before we get on to the endless craziness? Just talk about one of the I'd say more grounded parts of the film. But the, the intro where you get um Oh the setup. The setup, Dom's Dom's backstory, his dad. The NASCAR race style. So and the, then, the, the the Daytona opening. Yeah, yeah. What do we, how did we feel about this? Do we at this point? And this is my question. At this point, do we even care anymore? What backstory or emotional arcs they're going on? Absolutely. No. What? <laughs> Alex, I'm with Ben. <laughs> yeah, I'm with Ben. Absolutely not. You didn't let me finish. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, and this this comes on to another point as well. It's like um, Michelle Rodriguez. She, it, what's her character's uh, name? Lottie. Uh, Lottie, yeah. Letty. Yeah. So, Lottie, yeah. So Lottie, they have this whole thing where, like, obviously from the previous Fast and Furious films, um, I think it's from four, maybe six, maybe eight. Five. Yeah. What? Five. When Dom has a kid with another woman no, and she dies. No, no, no. Um, th- when Letty loses her memory. So this is oh. technically six, isn't it? Cause... Yeah, well, yeah, she's in four. She's supposed to die in she four. She gets amnesia. Yeah. And she returns in six with amnesia. Yeah, yeah amnesia. Yeah, oh, so shit, yeah. I get her memories back for, for three films, four films or whatever. 
Eva like, Mendes, wasn't it? That was on, like the detective on the case. I'm sure there was. That's, that's too fast, too furious, Eva Mendes. Yeah, yeah, but then doesn't she get brought back in? I'm sure for that Letty nah. bit. Nah, mm. nah. Mix them out. Yeah. But the key, what I'm trying to get at is Letty, in this film, at the point where we believe she's got her memories back, says at one point in Tokyo that she still hasn't got her memories back. And I just thought, why are you even bothering anymore? <laughs> <laughs> You're the stepmom, just accept it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that you haven't got your memories back. You're just gonna be driving cars <laughs> for for two well, percent of the time. Well, for the other ninety eight percent of the time, you're gonna be doing be lots of things. She's all about, yeah, she's all about the bikes. It's the the cross, isn't it? The motocross. That um, yeah, to it's the like the diversity in this film. It's not the cast. It's the it's the vehicle diversity. That's what they're uh, that's what they go after. Do you think they did like a test screen and they were just like, hang on a second. Too many cars. Twenty percent of the audience weren't bought in. And we also <laughs> noticed that they all drove motorcycles to the screen. There's not enough dirt. Like... Get this woman a motorbike. <laughs> Get someone on a cross. Okay, but yeah, so so the opening. Daddy, yeah, I mean, uh, brother, yeah, I... mm-hmm. intro, setting up um, Dom's. Young Dom's got like deepest voice of all time as well. <laughs> young yeah, Dom, it doesn't, when it, it doesn't when crack it, like, it goes the opposite way. Yeah, when Young Dom threatens that guy, he's like, get away from my family. <laughs> and like, damn, Dom, when did you go through puberty? Ten. I think there's a, really, there's a, there's a shot of uh, Young Jacob. So this is uh, Dom's. It's introduced in this film and it's not mentioned in any other fast <laughs> film in the, in the 20, 20 years. 20 year franchise. But apparently, so Dom's got a brother. Damn. And it's, uh, it's played by uh, John Cena in this film. Well, I think it's pretty good. Um, but there is, I think there's a good shot where um, it's it's just a straight up shot, portrait shot of young Jacob's face. And when it sort of transitions to John Cena, and I'm like, I can buy that. Some of the features and stuff, like I think the casting is okay. Whereas Dom, I was like, who is this? There are no, except for the shaved head and the the chain. There's no real like it's just the jewelry and the shaved head, and that's it. There's there's no other thing that kind of crosses over. I still think Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel should have just played played that part. <laughs> I think it would have been fine. Yeah, it would have been fine. <laughs> I feel like that casting was probably Vin Diesel's idea. He probably like thinking like back to when he was eighteen, and he's like, oh, I want someone with a deep voice. He was like six foot seven, <laughs> taller than me. <laughs> Yeah, I, sh- I shrunk a little as I aged. <laughs> <laughs> My voice went a bit weird. But, I feel uh, I feel they were like, you know, we'll de-aging with all new CGI technology and then somebody were like, look, we're going to have to swing a car across a canyon. We ain't got any budget left. Just yeah, pick, up, just pick up nearest kid that's bold. And let's get on with it. <laughs> Marvel, Marvel picked up all de-aging stuff, so I don't think it's going to cut it for fast films. We can just concentrate on like fake fires, explosions, um, and just, yeah, 3D models of cars. That's it. That's as far as it stretches. Some wild stuff. Before we, before we go any further, though, should we talk about some of the things that are authentically Fast and Furious? The things that they've managed to keep consistent throughout the entire franchise? Corona, the, uh, the, the <laughs> oh, lovely the, beer. The, de- uh, the deal with the Corona. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the beer licensing deal. 
Do you think that, that that license was for the any film they ever made, or do you feel like they're just throwing Corona a bone because it's had, it's like had a rough time in pandemic? No, it was in the first film, wasn't it? No, sure. I, yeah, it no. I think yeah, I think but... they made too much reference to it to go back, haven't they? There's been way too many Corona re- references it, for it was, like, um... any other films for them to then just go. Oh yeah, no, don't think. Yeah, in fact, I think you're right. I think you're right, when... Ben. Which which was the film when Mr. Nobody had Corona yeah, that... in a bucket? That was the one. That was too much. They cemented <laughs> it in then, didn't they? they really I mean, there's product it. placement, and then there's just brand shoehorning in. Just that, that was uh... seven, wasn't it? Seven, where he's, yeah. he's talking about his Belgian male, Marvel yeah. Corona <laughs> men. That's all. <laughs> but, that's I like... <laughs> but I got this backup. But I got this backup bucket. Yeah, Every time we've had a drink and offered, <laughs> offered you a drink, Dan. <laughs> You're the Belgian male guy. <laughs> then friends next to you, like, more of a Corona guy, that's all. <laughs> you got any limes? Paid, yeah, they must have just paid 10 grand for the first film and then Fast and Furious have thought, oh, no, we're, we're stuck with it now. So, yeah, they've just got this. It's like a really cheap uh, licensing deal. Yeah. Guaranteed every <laughs> every year. It's wild. It's absolutely wild. Another it's another great, staple it's great is it's great to see it in there. Yeah. Another staple is just shot of the accelerator pedal as they shift down a gear just to just to go slightly faster than they're going previously. Oh yeah, yeah. The, for, for some reason they never they never get up to top speed until they need to. <laughs> it's like in all these life threatening situations, like driving through a minefield or whatever, they're just like like you said, they're just let's keep this in fourth and then shift to fifth when we need to. Another... There's the mandatory car race, street yeah. race, where the um, throwback to the first episode where the radio to say that the police are engaged in a in some sort of incident, meaning that the bridge is clear for for a one on one. See, I think that's a proper throwback because I think they lost that for several films that quarter mile race. Yeah, yeah, it's in the early films, um, and I think they may have brought it back for four, but then yes, yeah, it's, it's kind of lost. I think there's one uh, episode in the series where Dom and um, Brian going randomly to a street race, and it's like, oh, tick the box. Um, but in this one, yeah, you've you've got it. They've ticked that one also. Corona, mandatory race. Um, what else we got? Ball guys. Women, women dancing off. next to cars. There's several uh, shots oh, of women yeah, yeah, dancing yeah. next to cars. Oh, London. There's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. After the Helen Mirren scene. Yeah, so there's the throwback women dancing next to cars when young Dom goes to race his brother. There's like like oh. <laughs> 1990s version or something. And then there's the future version where that Russian, is it Russian, some kind of Eastern European dude. This villain, hired all the models. Yeah, he's just he hired could, like he just... 500 models and he's just yeah. said, please dance around these cars. Outside. And, yeah, outside. <laughs> and all, you know... Look generally interested in the cars, but <laughs> all they're just, just waiting to get hired. <clears throat> Can anyone yeah. remember? Is, is, is that actually how his, his dad died? Like in the first film, mm, I don't think it's ever mentioned, is it? I think it's mentioned I mean, I'm that just he somebody about, up. I, I thought his dad like crashed the, the muscle car that Dom has, yeah, the garage. Yeah, he said that he couldn't, the whole, the he whole couldn't thing in the first film is, is is his building, rebuilding that car. But then mm. in this, it's like already rebuilt when he races his, his younger brother. I don't know. I think there's definitely a reference Damn, to him, 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 him assaulting the guy and going to prison. Yeah, him half beating the guy to, to death. That's definitely in it. Cause yeah. That's a similar but, thing with The Rock in it, where he's fighting The Rock in Fast Five and he, he gets yeah. a wrench and he's like, you think he's going to like bash The Rock's head in? 
he misses on purpose. That story, that that emotional development of Dom. You know, Dom's grown, hasn't he? He's grown so much. <laughs> particularly in terms of skill set. Oh, yeah, I mean, particularly in terms <laughs> of the skill set. I mean, that man can fix a tractor any day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> the, the problem I have with all, all the all the kind of like throwback stuff is that it just reminds me of the, the that they stole DVD players. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hundred percent. Like, and any time they just like reference back to like the first film, it's just like, oh yeah, but don't remind me, don't remind me of that. That the yeah, just exact DVD plays off the back of semis. Yeah, <laughs> because now and they were a federal agent doing... on their uh, on the tail. Oh yeah, you think that? So if you if you break it down into Fast and Furious, and I'm going to do my best to just one line each film, Fast and Furious one. Street street racing crew robs DVD plays and TVs. Fast and Furious Two, um, they coerce the FBI agent who who's disgraced into working for them again with other street racers to bring down a drug dealer in Miami. Fast and Furious Three, they go to Tokyo question mark drift don't know question mark. Four, uh, it's a complete. I think the third one's just a completely separate. Yeah, it's, it's in the drift. fast world, but it's it's just that random dude that's got no connection to like any of the characters until. Well, Six until films they, in until until nine, it makes a big play. And then, Fast and then Furious they... Four is that one—the one where they they bring down the drug dealers who are smuggling things under Mexican border using tunnels. Yes, I can't remember that one at all. Yeah, I think, I think that might be the four. worst one. I think that... And then I think five. Oh, no, Rio, Brian, Brian, Brian and Dom on that one. Yeah, yeah five, five, five is amazing. Fast Five is the best one. Yeah, yeah Fast Five, Rio, Rio Bank Rob. Also introduction introduction of Hobbs. Fast Six. Mm. Um, I can't remember. Uh, Shaw uh, Brother One. Oh, yeah. Shaw Brother One. Was that where they were on the um, in the airport? In the yeah, I think the twenty yeah, mile is, landing strip. This is the one where yeah. they get recruited for the first time to be secret agents, <laughs> and they take on um, Luke. What's his name? Sure. Oh, Luke Evans. Yeah, Luke Evans who plays Shaw, and then seven. Statham. Eight. And goodbye. Goodbye to Paul goodbye Walker. Goodbye to Hans. Good film. Oh, and, and, and Paul Walker. And then eights when they bring in Cypher. And then we get to nine. Forget Cypher 2.0 slash br- brother slash everything. <laughs> what a saga. But I you're just... right, Ben. The whole point of summarising that up is the transition from street racing DVD stealers to, you know, international SWAT crew. It's very subtle over 20 years. <laughs> street racing espionage. Yeah, so much espionage. I mean, when they turn up with mission, because Fast, Fast and Furious 9, so the mission is to stop um, Dom's brother from stealing a piece of tech, which is like a giant... Um, Nine-sided die from Dungeons and Dragons, but it's got a tech <laughs> built into it. Stop them two st- pieces, so it requires two yeah. locations. Yeah, two, two pieces. Um, but it allows you to take over any computer on the world, which I feel like is the same tech that they had in the one with Abu Dhabi, where they, where they, you know, what I mean, when they go to Dubai. Yeah, and, where you can and find they- anyone. Yeah, th- so there's a, yeah, so there's a piece of tech that where you can find anyone in the world. Now they've got a piece of tech that controls everything in the world. 
it's just like I mean, it's exhausting before you even get going. It's uh, just a, a trope, isn't it? The uh, espionage style films where uh, it, it's clear that they've run out of ideas so what, without returning to the original and just doing some street races, which you know don't have as much risk. Well, um, they've run out of story ideas because they have to put all the ideas into car-based action scenes. <laughs> True. Yeah, because they kind of end this one with like um, a long armored lorry, but I feel like they did a long armored lorry in one in seven in the one we re- reviewed. Yeah, yeah the yeah. it was the cliff top where they they came down on parachutes, um, and that then... was just a standard bus, but it had mini guns. It was essentially an armored lorry, though, wasn't it? <laughs> it was... <laughs> with a load of tech inside. Yeah, yeah, but same kind. It, of it, have, it didn't have magnets this time. They've got magnets. True. The cars have magnets this time. Well, let me put this but, question to you. I'd like to hear it from all three. What What is your favourite action sequence in Fast and Furious 9? Edinburgh. Which part of the Edinburgh? I the just like line? Edinburgh as a segment. So the, the Fast 9 is like split up into, you've got like Daytona setting off an emission, so South America, wherever that was set. Um, then they eventually get to, there's like London, Edinburgh, Tokyo. Tokyo was crap. Um so I feel like Edinburgh was the best because it was one felt like a little bit like Mission Impossible. Um, two, it was it was cool because like the majority of the characters were involved, but they were they'd all got their own separate missions. And then also because um, you got the zip wired, you've got the um, the stumble upon the the truck, the magnets. You'd got Ramsey doing her tech thing, um, Dom chasing down Jacob. There were loads of stuff going on. Then there was like a chase sequence. I just feel like there were loads of aspects to it. And then I just think it all came together quite well in that particular bit. All right, we'll get we'll get into that more in a moment. Let me just hear from Ben and Dan. What, what's your favourite se- action sequence? Um, I don't know. I, don't, I, think, I think the bit where they go for the minefield is all right, because I feel like that used a lot of practical effects. Um. You know, where they're, they're like the explosions going off and they're getting chased, and there's the helicopters as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, does, that include, does, that in, does that include Ooh. the bridge? Yeah, I mean, it kind of ruins it, the bridge, but I mean, <laughs> you knew that was coming from the trailer. Kind yeah. Of, um, does that, but yeah, I mean, it was it was over the top and ridiculous. It's nothing we're not seeing before. Does, does that not include the bit that, um, where, Roman discovers that he's invincible, bulletproof almost. It kind of that's, that's all really out of place. Yeah. We need yeah. to, we need I've, to I've, get I've, into I've that. I was counting on the, the car bit afterwards. Oh yeah, yeah. but it, but yeah. It's, it's within that segment, isn't it? It's so we're, we're in that part that. of the world. Yeah, we'll get. Let's get into that Roman bit later on because this is a that's a whole thing in itself about <laughs> about. Dan, what's your favorite action sequence? Uh, I'm good. Well, without just saying. The bit in space. I'll say. <laughs> the bit in space. <laughs> the, the the final bit with the armored truck, just for the amount of the amount of rules that they've established that just get broken instantly within within that one, with the uh, with the magnets, <laughs> and yeah, how far that truck falls for so long, 
Oh, it's like his um, <laughs> yeah, <so> slick. <laughs> the little wheels and on then, the top, like trolley wheels. And then there's <laughs> and then there's a drone, and then yeah, there's everything in that last bit. I like the way that Vin Diesel kind of like just kickflip the uh, the truck <laughs> at the end to defeat the final boss. I thought that was a a great touch. Um, literally just flipped it around, just just a kickflip within. So he skateboarded down the street. So like you were saying, Ben, it was like just an infinite. Oh no, damn! You were saying like an infinite slide. Yeah. And then then he kick flipped at the end, did some sort of ollie, and then hit the uh, hit the drone, and then saved I mean, the day. Just just to give people a visual of what happens if you haven't seen it, he throws a grenade <laughs> under his own truck that's upside down to flip it back onto its wheels. <laughs> it's incredible. It is incredible. You know, these guys, I mean, how quick they do physics calculations in their head. And he's like, oh, you know, explosion from grenade. It's this, <laughs> this many, you know, pounds per square inch of power or whatever. It's like, blah, blah, blah. Amazing. Do you know, I'm going to have to agree with... Yeah, yeah I'm going I'm to agree, but I'm going to narrow it down. My favourite bit of the final sequence with the armoured super long truck is... Um, the series of people getting blown off the truck and caught by other vehicles. <laughs> so there's a lot of you know, calculating going on there. Yeah, yeah. Catches his brother on the si- on the side of a car that's already been blown up, but it's on its side, and he like smacks its rear end and sends it in where his brother. A bad guy also jumps onto that. Um, I think the one where catches the one where, yeah, where Jacob just completely shattered his ribcage. But oh yeah, I mean like oh the one where they all would have just died. <laughs> Which could be the entire film, but I just think they really were just running out of ideas at this point. So good. It's kind of been. It's kind of like an ongoing established rule in the the Fast and Furious universe that cars just negate any kind of fall damage. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like like the steel <laughs> frame of a car is softer than concrete. <laughs> There's cushioning to be had on the windscreen and bonnets yeah. of cars. Yeah, and likewise, cars can't take damage. From you know, what we can assume are 120 kilo plus men, because John Cena's not light, is it? He's got some serious frame and some serious body mass, and he's just landing on cars, not putting a single dent in. Oh, it's a bit like bullets. Bullets seem completely useless. Um, and with that segue, let's go back into that thing about Roman and the fact that he that? just kills 15 soldiers and has nice. no guilty conscience. Yeah, I yeah. thought <laughs> there's a couple of scenes that just felt. Like they were just ripped out of some game, but um, yeah, when he, so when he's when he's been chased to that, um, chased into the ruins, if you like, and then um, he runs out of ammunition and the gun that he's got, and then he just happens to find like an AK forty seven or something, and then just opens fire, and then he, he becomes like the most accurate sharpshooter known to man. Um, but at, at which point, once it's all finished and the the dust has settled, he then like reflects on it and then there's a shot of him with just smoke like what looks like from you know bullet holes from his top just rising and it's like whoa what the he's managed well, to I... avoid all that gunfire yeah. and then what i thought that was going to be later on is i thought they're going to reveal later on that actually all the bad guys were shooting blanks yeah like I a set up to frame them for something because i, I thought, thought well they keep killing all these soldiers who actually haven't done anything wrong other than to protect the national <laughs> Uh, you know the national land of their country, and they're you know, investigating some... a plane crash. Yeah, they're investigating a plane crash. They see a bunch of a bunch of mercenaries rolling in in vehicles, <laughs> and they have to try and defend it. You know, Roman doesn't even care that this, think... this fifteen family is not going to see the sons anymore. I think that would have been a really cool 
just a bit of added depth to to the plot. It'd have been like, hold on a minute. So and and then it'd have been like, oh, like we're not following the the good guys anymore. Like they've been framed, and and some of the team are actually bad. But then, yeah, it just turns out it's just this really weird scene that just feels completely out of place. Kind of reminds me of uh, another great film we watched on Netflix, um, Army of the Dead, where they discuss the time loop bit. It's an old episode. It's an old episode of Fuzz Amigos. You can go back and listen to it. It's, it's a good listen. Um, that, but that yeah, I just was, feel like. Of course, eh? that bit where they're odd. discussing it, Roman and Ramsey and whoever else Ludicrous. was in the room at that time. Yeah, when they're discussing I believe they it. call him Ludicrous. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. What's his character's name? Tredge. <laughs> Yeah, it felt like that was geared up to be like some sort of big laugh out loud moment, but yeah, in our screen oh, at least, it was just it was just weird because it never went I, anywhere. So I many, so many right. scenes fell out of place, like, yeah, like that. There was in between scenes. I think this is where they really missed the mark with Fast and Furious 9, which is the comedy that they usually use Roman and Tedge for. I feel like all Roman's lines didn't, weren't really funny in this one. Like this, nah. is, this is the one where they like they sideswipe some guys on the minefield, and he's like, "Check your mirrors, bitch," or something. And it's like, eh, that weren't really funny. And weirdly enough, obviously the moment where people laughed in our screening in the cinema was the space scene, which, you know, although I feel like they made it knowing full well it was funny, I don't think it was the key comedy moment of the film to laugh at. All I kept thinking back to was in Seven, where Ramsey gets introduced and Roman's like, I'm the double alpha, which is a great scene. Like, it was genuinely funny. The lines are funny, the way that it's just delivered is good, all the characters together. You can see that, like, the banter between them is actually funny. In this film, I think every scene where Ludacris and Roman are together just doesn't work. Like, it's, it's daft. And like in the fast, uh, fast saga, kind of daft. But yeah, never really like nothing really stood out. Even though they were in space, it were like the meh. Move on. I think it's because they've had that. They've had that like going for like five films now, or four films, and I think they're just running out of. Well, just the the like the, uh, the kind friendship of take, between them. Yeah, the take yeah, Roman that relationship. Friendship. I think Brilliant. I think the other problem is as well is that Roman in the other films was quite like in two it was it was like it was funny but he was quite serious and useful. He could still drive a car and stuff. Then they made him a buffoon for like five films, and he was just like you know that bit when he's parachuting and his car's spinning with parachute and they they've landed and started the mission. But in this one, he like switches between buffoon and like pro mercenary. Yeah, I've got I've got two theories on this one. One theory is all those scenes would have normally been Paul Walker. Maybe, yeah. What the promise um, uh, the promissory ones? Yeah, all the fight the fighting scenes that that was generally Paul Walker's role. Mm. He generally did like a lot of the the kind of like hand to hand combat or like gunplay. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. On my second theory is that uh, Tyrese Gibson just went. I want a bigger role. I want to do more. Aaron Morkin. Yeah. It was a bit like... I just wanted... Because, again, the scenes just felt so out of place. Yeah. It's like they just added them. It was like Ludacris was Ramsey's role, and then Ramsey came in and kind of took over the tech side of it. And they're kind of like partner up, but he also does a bit of shooting. She doesn't... She's not... 
she's not the driver, which is like one of the jokes in this film. Which is again, that's why I quite liked Edinburgh because it was just like an excuse for her to just go nuts on the roads, but without you know any regard for like the public safety or anything. But uh, all public, all civilians alike, just cannon fodder in this, which is weird. <laughs> oh, there's I mean, people's the days ruined. Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's car eclipse. Like, yeah, those people's days are just gonna be a nightmare. It's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, when you get the insurance, the, the boring reality of it all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all the insurance claims, Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't get the details from the other driver. <laughs> they drove off in a massive gunfight. You're not insured for magnets. No. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what also fell out of place. <laughs> you, you were talking about Roman and Ludacris and stuff and those scenes feeling out of place, but what about just Dom just turning up in like a white T-shirt, just sticking out like a sore thumb? I've got a shotgun for like long range and close range combat. Um, oh, I mean, I just... could, could Dom have uh... any more of a signature weapon? Like, you know, it's <laughs> <make> a... that... <laughs> get rid of the shotgun, Dom. Get to make a huge deal of the shotgun, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know why. <laughs> he's cleaning it, he's reloading it, he's got it with him all the time. <laughs> yeah, he's like, they, they fly to another country, some South American country where they've got access to like any vehicles and take they want any. Brings his trusty, his trusty pump action <laughs> shotgun. His trusty steed. Yeah. That was another thing that felt different in this film. They've, they've basically just given up now, explaining how they get from place to place. Oh, uh, no, no funding or transport. You know, explanation yeah. required. This is. Well, sorry, Ben. Are you going to expand on that, or do you want? Well, as, as I was going to say, like it's always at least given like. There's always been like a reason you always know how. It's because it usually it's Mr. Nobody, isn't it, who sends yeah. them to all the different places or gives them transport. Yeah, but in this, it's just, just nothing like nothing about where they get the cars from. Uh, Even... It usually makes a big deal of like the cars when they're beforehand, where they're like armoring them up and stuff, or choosing which one they're going to drive. Yes, in seven. Oh, well, in, in some other old, uh, the older films, yeah, they kind of had like a, a base of operations. And then, yeah, I remember the one where they were testing. In order to do the bank heist, which may have been five, they have to test certain cars for the speed and agility around, like drifting around corners and stuff. So you, yeah. you kind of the whole scene is built up. So you you establish why certain ones were chosen and why the you know Mustang were chosen for this and the Skyline was chosen for that. And it's like, oh, okay, that's how they're kind of bringing the cars back. But in this one, my, I mean, even in Seven, the Dubai shot was quite cool because you get. It's it's not only the establishing which every film does, where you just get the overhead camera shot of where you where you are, um, so the view can be like right, I get it, we've moved from location to location. But in that one, it's almost like right, they've set that they got to an airport, cars were already provided, and then they've driven into Dubai, and you can see that you know you can see the selection, and we're we're kind of honing in on what makes Fast and Furious Fast and Furious, which is the cars. In this film, fucking hell, like it's just. There's just no, there's no time for him. So you, they've obviously they're working to some sort of like strict timeline. But then they're just like right. First we're in uh, South America. Then we're over in somewhere in Europe. Then we're back in like Edinburgh. There's no establishing shot. I mean, literally but, like the girls. I think the worst one. Sorry, Sam. No go. The worst one is Tokyo because they just turn up. Into a into like a little scene, 
So like a, a courtyard almost, which not only has like special forces, it's also the inclusion of hands. They just happen to be sat at a table having some soup. And then they look up and be like, Mexico. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, everything that they require is in that scene. But also the worst part of that is that Letty starts telling um, Maya, Mia, um, about the amnesia again. It's like, hang on a minute, girls. You've traveled to Tokyo and not had that chat on the plane. You have to wait until you sat at a table just to give the audience like the context. I just ah, it's it's just annoying. Yeah, but let me just jump in on them in, on them inconsistencies and the lack of vehicle selection. The biggest problem with this one is the shoehorning of the Dom muscle car into every country. Oh. <laughs> so South America, Dom's got his classic muscle car. He's also got it painted with a stripe so that when Jacob turns up, who also thinks a muscle car is the ideal jungle vehicle for some reason, <laughs> oh, he's got it, it yeah. with an alternate stripe, like the same stripe but in a different colour. So they could be like, wow, these guys are family brothers <laughs> brothers and then it's like but then dom goes to edinburgh and he's like yeah i just i just need a mustang but i just need it all matte black you know i just need it to be the most <laughs> most conspicuous vehicle of all time in edinburgh scotland that won't be seen any day week so how did he get that and it's just just again again and again and again he's like i need american muscle yeah wherever I'm in any, the world. any any other kind of convenient car that's in that country, game yeah, of the American muscle. It's not just that oh, as yeah, well. That yeah. The car used to be special as well, didn't it? It used to be kind of yeah. like a symbolism for his kind of, kind of torment and guilt. In his... Yeah, because it, it always linked back to the first film, whereas in this, it's, it's yeah. just thrown away. It's like you've said, Sam, it's almost like, it's a character selection thing where it's like Dom has to have this, this guy has to have that, but there's no real like weight to it anymore or reason behind it it's just that's what that's what's like been established and there's just no they could have just picked anything but yeah for some you know reasons. what else we've missed as well we're talking about things that are authentically fast and furious Dominic's sleeveless tees i can't believe we've missed it oh, yeah. it, it was vesting oh. all day long weren't it you know regardless of the climate situation <laughs> this time he does put t-shirts on but also sleeveless but he tees. also sleeveless tees all white Oh, I think he has a. I think he has a black one at one point, just for a bit of spice. Oh, for... we like, like the costume <laughs> team got fired, got fired on that day. They were like white sleeveless tees only. <laughs> but Diesel, we've got none in stock. Black will do. They're like we've just shot twenty five hours of cars exploded. <laughs> we're gonna have to use the footage now. We've got no choice. <laughs> Can't you do it in post? No time. No time. Right. Let's just take a quick break. We'll be back. One momento. Right, people, we're back. Um, we were just talking Dom's sleeveless tees. <laughs> Talk about things that are overused in the film. The magnets. For, for, first shot of the magnets, they catch Jacob as he drives his muscle car off of a cliff in a, you know, oh, yeah. unnamed. South American country, and he gets caught by a jet. Uh, I think it might be a drone that we see later, isn't it? That oh yeah, is it a drone that catches him the first time? But he's yeah. got magnets on. It. The point is, the magnets catch the car. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
just in that scene alone, the, the plane catches the car, I'm sat in cinema, grinning ear to ear, thinking, amazing, you know, obviously. Why would you not do that? That is the obvious escape route. But what's even better is, before we go back to Magnets, is Dom's response when he sees that the bridge is now just one piece of rope. <laughs> one he, piece of rope. He looks down giant. at the button and he's like, I got Nos. <laughs> he's like, yeah, because Nos as well is like the duct tape. <laughs> The Fast and Furious now, and he's like, whenever we need to just fix something temporarily, Nos <laughs> will fix it up. But I love how he like drives Nos is into the post, and just perfectly as he planned, the rope gets tangled up in the wheel axle because he like jiggles the steering wheel a little bit, <laughs> and then he like, just anchors <laughs> it in. Yeah, Nos swings the muscle car across the great chasm <laughs> across two countries because we've also established this for some reason is the border of a country to another. I, was gonna say, I think that's. Yeah, that must be why like the helicopters don't bother to follow him. So sort of thinking, you've you've, you've done all that hard work. You could have just the lack of a bridge doesn't inhibit uh, helicopters flying over it. So <laughs> it's more to do with the you know, the border between whatever these two nameless yeah. countries are. The national border, and then they just swing and smash down on the other side, and they're just like, yeah. <laughs> I think the I think they've got a slight cut. The classic, like you know, just just on the cheekbone. Um, yeah, they, they they are rarely scathed, which obviously they talk about. Yeah, they just look because because family is stronger. That you know, I think them being a, a unit and a family is provided invincibility temporarily. Because uh, Roman says, doesn't he? You know, all these missions we've been on are not a single scar. It's almost as if it's fictional. <laughs> I think, you know, all jokes aside, I think they're, they're setting up that Fast 10 is going to be, they're going to be superheroes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, they essentially, I thought that's what they were getting at when they had the Invincible conversation. But well, yeah, I, thought, I, th- I thought there'd be some plausible explanation, but I was like, when Ludacris is looking at it and he's looking across to Ramsey and they're going to joke about it, it's like, you know, it's coming, but you're like, surely they're just wearing, he didn't realise that, I don't know, some sort of Kevlar was sewn into his, you know, mandatory Fast and Furious uniform, but nothing. It's just weird. I thought they were going to say divine intervention. Like, I thought Roman was going to say, you know, God's on our side. This is oh, why we've succeeded. Religious... We're... Yeah. Well, because we're doing, you know, we're doing God's work. We're like, we are the good guys. But he said he was like, we're superheroes. There's no other explanation. <laughs> it's, like, it's not like Corona that they drink. That's what's done it. <laughs> but yeah. That, that's weird, but magnets. So they get mag- they, they they get magnets in Edinburgh for the first time. She rips Jacob's car, his jag. <laughs> he, he steals a jag, and then she rips him through the centre of a restaurant in Edinburgh <laughs> midday. So that would have people in it. She kills like thirty people. Also, for some reason, the magnet pulls nothing out of the restaurant. There's no pots, pans, knives, chairs, uh, tables, it, anything. That that is established in an earlier shots so when they're driving around and she's she's fiddling with the uh, knob, the knob when she's she's giving it a good twist. Um, it is it, there are units like there's there's um, I think there's like washing machines and dishwashers and stuff that kind of fly out the windows and are yeah, attached. Yeah. And then but, there's like other electronic uh, electronic equipment and some like cutlery and stuff. The for the magnet though. I, I I saw that was like yeah, not like a, a, the magnet. Not a, it's not like yeah, not a, 
dishwasher setting or <laughs> that nice and fork setting. No, no, <laughs> bicycle setting. <laughs> Jack, yeah, yeah, but this phones, phones yeah, only this is, setting, laptop and, setting. And this, but this is the key thing, and this is what you were saying, Dan, about the magnets later on. Like the whole principle and use of the magnets at the end of the film is even more crazy because it's like they turn it on and it only pulls the bad guy's car. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't no, pull any vehicles or anything. Yeah, yeah, none of the stationary begins, vehicles. Yeah, it begins with like anything that's directly parallel to the, the truck or the magnet that's, that's operating. But yeah, then it progresses into it can pull wires down vertically. It can, you can put like a two second delay on it so it'll not pull stuff into the truck, but pull it behind it. <laughs> and then they like, they, at one point, they're like, oh, Ramsey, you know, if somebody turns on a high power magnet, what would it do to like electronics? And she's like, oh, it scramble them all and they won't work. And then later on, Ludacris is just like, haha, playing with it in the middle of their secret base, cranking it up to full. And they're like, just in the middle of all their laptops and all their tech gear. In theory, all the, all the cars just stop driving at this point as well. Yeah. Scramble their electronics. Yeah. She's. Turn magnet on, it put it like crumples the car inwards towards the magnet, like the front end of the car. Double yeah, back. some some frame of the vehicle, the axle and stuff would just be it, it'd all just yeah, fold. They'd be just square, like just be cubes of metal on the road, it'd be like that'd be it. I'm surprised the with how crazy the events of this film are that they didn't just have a scene where they're 3D printing plastic cars and they're just <laughs> like, now the magnets won't affect our plastic cars. <laughs> Maybe um, maybe that was like a scene that was filmed and they were just like, no, we're going to have to cut some bits. Cause... They were like, 3D printer takes like 8 to 20 years to print one car. We <laughs> can't do it. It's just not feasible. Cut it. Cut it. There's so much stuff to talk about. But yeah, talking about that magnet scene. So it's the um, it's the other guy, isn't it, that drives the Jag. That's who they're following. Um, and then... No, I think, I think they both get a Jag. I oh, think you're he, right. He He's got, he, get, he gets the first jag. He gets. Oh, oh Fran wouldn't know. Go on, Fran. Here's. Oh, hang on a minute. Oh, I'm trying to remember if it was German Dan. Russian guys in that blue jag. I can't. What yeah. other, I can't remember what other cars. In. I think oh, one the, of them the, has the, a... the red is the um. It's the Toyota, or it could have been the oh, Subaru. In a, no, he's in a Toyota GT86, and that's the one. Yep. Yeah. No, oh, my God. <laughs> Toyota or Subaru. Oh, yes, cars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like the one with the wheels. Okay, you, no. you must you must have picked up on a new Toyota Supra that returned. Oh, the end. The throwback to original. But, yes, yeah. the one that's just kind of stuck under the back. Oh yeah, towed, the, towed yeah. for like the majority of the final scene, but then is you know it's perfectly set up for Jacob to escape. Yeah, the tires aren't worn down or anything by that point. No, no, no still, still got loads, of, loads of thread. It's a ten second car. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Good reference. Yeah, that's another thing about throwing back to the first film and he's like, somebody once gave me a 10-second car. But since then, I've also been on 25 missions across the globe. It's like, no. That wouldn't even be the memory that sticks in your head, would it? You know what I mean? If you think about all the life events he's had done, he remembers it's that one not... time Brian Brian gave him a muscle car. He's escaped from everything about a thousand times. <laughs> He's been on this run his it's entire family, life. Isn't it? He's thinking of like family events. Talking about the um, grabbing Jacob though and pulling him through a restaurant and stuff in the uh, Edinburgh. Edinburgh. 
through the yeah when you pull them in. So they they basically ca- like capture him in the back of the truck. Um, but in every other scene, he's able to just climb out and escape. But in this one, he can't because then it's cut. You don't see any of the like capture. Oh yeah, you don't see him wrestling him out. He's of the just car. no. They don't have a fight like the Rock and Dom did back in another uh, episode of Fast and Furious. It's just him in prison. But they're all sat around, like sat around in their base, and they're doing the, uh, the standard. Um, <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. Go <laughs> the, every every scene is every every action is explained. So it, it's like the whole film is all about setups, but it's just like um, oh, what do they call it? It's just the um, uh, it's it's just them explaining the story, and then all the events that are going to happen, and then the why, the how, the when. The it, everything's just given to the audience, if that makes sense. Yeah, Nothing's yeah, left for them to interpret. Yeah. Um, you miss a key bit about that scene because, well, like you said, they're, 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 expl- they're explaining all the Tokyo backdrop story. Aren't they? But the best bit is when Jacob looks out and realizes Dom, this is Dom's family because it's like family, and he's like watching with like sad puppy dog eyes, fruit bar, <laughs> and he's like, "You're my family too, Dom." It's they're all sat around, and then I think don't they? I'm sure they mess with magnets because Roman's trying to eat something and then basically just by holding down <laughs> holding down the laptops, nothing's going to happen to them from the magnets and it only targets his spoon or something when he's trying to have a yogurt. Yeah, um, like, good if he like, ripped a filling out of his tooth and threw his <laughs> cheek and just blew a big hole in his head. Oh, damn. But no, the, the weirdest bit is that the other guy turns up. So the guy that's working for Jacob or vice versa, he just rocks up with all that armor and while they're in there, they just basically take away the key, which is the girl, um, free Jacob, which was super easy. Jacob has the, um, then he has the confrontation with Dom, but there's no fighting at this point. They're saving that. Um, and then they just walk out. Like they don't destroy all their equipment. It don't make any sense. Like they would have surely like destroyed it. So they weren't able to like them further track them or I don't know. It just seems such an odd bit. Well, they, they, they leave like some stay behind, don't they? Yeah, they have like 10 like, guys to, to, to take care but, of them as it's kind of intimate. But then he turns on the magnet and magnets. he pulls all the... all the. Uh, it takes the weapons, doesn't yeah, it? takes weapons. Do you know, just, uh, for, just um, going back, uh, jumping all over the place, but you're just talking about Dom and Jacob having having um, the little showdown. One of the one of the bits where you get a hint of really great Vin Diesel is when they have the confrontation in the Russian like um, diplomat's mansion or whatever it is. Oh, um, the bar? Yeah, the bar. Vin Diesel screams in his face, I showed you mercy. But it's like in like proper like pitch black um, Vin Diesel. It's like proper made me like, oh shit, yeah, Vin Diesel can act. He just chooses not to. <laughs> <laughs> that one yeah. scene where it didn't require any like action, it was just... Yeah, because he's like, he's like, you know, I'm going to like, give you the same offer that you gave How... me when he's like... Nah, I didn't give you an offer. I showed you mercy. Normally, his default <laughs> acting is just driving his car one-handed, looking out the window with his vest on. That is that is pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> that summarizes like nine films. Yeah. Also, <laughs> he, do, he, the... he does a good he does a good uh, aggressive shout. He just doesn't use it for some reason. You have to watch like a man apart or something for that. Um... <laughs> man apart's what? not a good film. <laughs> nah, I, I never have seen it. <laughs> What what oh, I mean I was talking about like Chronicles of Re- oh, awesome. oh, yeah. Pitch Black. Pitch Black's Pitch the black. one, isn't it? 
Rid- Riddick is best friend Jones, yeah. <laughs> no. Part one and two. <laughs> yeah, part one, Chronicles maybe. are really greater than Fast and Furious, yeah. <laughs> We're jumping all over the place. So, going back to Fast 9, though, and that really, it's just one of the really other awkward scenes. So, it is Helen Mirren, isn't it? I've got the right actress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's in of cameos. Oh, I mean, talking of cameos, let's come on to that after this. But so Helen Mirren's cameo in London, where she's she's robbing the uh, the jewelry store, and then let's not Diesel forget, just... she's she's Shaw's father. That Shaw's father, Shaw's mother. <laughs> yeah, she's she's Jason Statham's mum. Remember, great cameo. But she's just so she's robbing that. She just walks out, and Vin Diesel just happens to be there, and then I'm sure she said about him driving, and then he just jumps in passenger seat. Yeah, because he says I'm not a criminal anymore. Oh. But I just yeah. thought, like, what a random... You don't, you don't want to be complicit to a crime, even though he gets in the passenger seat, which I'm pretty sure oh. probably makes him well, yeah, <laughs> complicit he's... anyway. Absolutely. He's killed yeah, several definitely. soldiers in a South American country earlier yeah. that day. He's not bothered. <laughs> Literally, it probably is earlier that day, even though it took, like, so many hours to travel. All that's cut out. Yeah. Helen they just Mirren. literally walk from one set <laughs> to she, the other. Is she is she is she uh, is she cameo number one? Uh, I think yeah, there may have been some others. Oh, there's some more. So following her is Cardi B. Shocking. Cardi B. Cardi oh, B is yeah. part of the, um, the military military women's mercenary group that they met in Fast and Furious eight or seven in Russia in a Russian what? mansion. Yeah, um, so remember they go to, they, they go to, they go to a Russian mansion in one of the films, and they meet this female gang of mercenaries, and they hook them up with the cars. Or oh, is that Hobbs and Shaw? That's Hobbs and Shaw. That's Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> man. Yeah, it's still Fast and Furious, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's still Fast and Furious. I think yeah, isn't that the in yeah, and that's it, isn't it? In it's that not the in the link. regular timeline, but in that the link though that that's the same gang. I didn't get I that don't, at all. No, I, 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 just, I just, I just, I just didn't even kind of make a link. I just thought it was. <laughs> was has Cardi B appeared in any of these films before or not? Or was it just? And that no. was as far as I'm aware. Don't think no. so. Okay, fair enough. But at the minute, she's money. You know what I'm saying? So... <laughs> yeah. So Cardi B. Who else have we got? We've got Francis Ngannou, UFC heavyweight champion of the world. What? What? Pointless cameo. Nobody knows. You know, unless you watch UFC, you'd have no idea who he is. No, that wouldn't have mad. Kind of underused. I'm guessing he hadn't won the title when he filmed this. Yeah, not, he he not won the. Yeah, before he won the title, and then they have him say a line in front in French because he like lived in France for a long time. Again, like just a bit strange. I can't even remember that bit. There's a big bodybuilder guy with tattoos on his neck who plays. Hen- main henchman number so, one or whatever. Yeah, you see him a couple of times. Bradley Ford. Yeah. Got yeah, yeah. I looked him up after on Instagram, but again, another one who was. Is he not trained to be a UFC fighter? No, I think he was, but now I think he just. You know, I've seen him in a few of movies. I've seen him giant, in a few movies before. There's always a giant henchman. <laughs> yeah, I mean he is absolutely ginormous. So credit to him. It's, it's and obviously he's paying off because he's filming things and he's so. Uh, Used to play cricket as well, I think. Yeah, yeah. so some random cameos. Bit of, bit of trivia. Yeah, but I think um, out of everyone in this, Cardi B has to be the weakest. Oh yeah, I mean, just again, again, after the point. 
Absolutely unnecessary. Completely great fine. in like hustlers, but I don't know about this. Yeah, it's just too random in this. It's just like literally like zero explanation. Yeah. Is they everything not too random? Dis- disguised as Interpol agents coming to arrest. <laughs> yeah, it should have appeared but... an hour later as well. Than like I don't know, there was yeah some other scene for it, but it was literally twenty seconds in the back of that Interpol then. Yeah, so pointless, so random, just absolutely bonkers. Talking of missing characters there, so we've got, as we've alluded to, Hobbs and Shaw, absent, busy doing their own mission. Oh, they're saving them for 10. They're being saved for 10, no doubt. I'm willing to to stake some on it. They'll they'll be back in 10. It's got to be the entire cast, hasn't it? Yeah, 10's got to be the ultimate swan song, so it's got to be... Everybody involved in the franchise is I mean, back. Everybody. What we're saying, like, 8.8 trillion turnover for Fast and Furious. <laughs> that's, like the, that's what they're aiming for at this point. It's going to be Vin Diesel, this fight in Thanos, and then just a load of portals <laughs> open up behind him. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, every just... character they've ever had, like, just turns up. <laughs> <laughs> and, then he goes, Wait, let me get it. and then he turns to the camera, he's like, family! <laughs> it's Simba. On your left! <laughs> Be like, what can one alpha male do against me? And then he's like, wrong. <laughs> Double alpha. <laughs> Roman, finally stepped up. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Talking Hobbs about sure nothing. Anybody else? Well, yeah. I mean, Brian, but he's he's in there in spirit. You know, he's yeah. They the show they show his his on skyline or his um. Well, no, we went in his house, Callum. What did he have in the first film? Subaru Impreza. With that original uh, car he had, what did he have? Blue no, one. It's the, it's the sure Skyline, it's yeah. Sure Was it Skyline? Yeah, it's Skyline from the first film. But no, it's not from the, that's not from the first film, is it? The yeah, first one's blue... like... Um... No, he, that's... What oh, he it gets destroyed, film. doesn't it? And then it gets rebuilt. Yeah, because that's like the car that erases Dom's muscle car, isn't it, for the first time? But there's the skyline, but it's it's not just that. It's it, the thing that really stood out to me after watching it was like, right, hang on a minute. So there's there's kids involved this time. Dom has a kid. Brian and Mia have a kid. Uh, I guess and there's some other kids, but obviously the main protagonist. So Brian, who's who's not here, but um, it's the fact that the Mia comes along, having heard from Letty about their secret underground base. You know, Mister Nobody's secret hideout, and she just kind of she just rocks up, walks downstairs. Ah. Oh. You didn't include me, but I'm here. I'm ready. I'm I'm dressed for this. I've got my leather jacket. I've got my heels on. Let's go. Yeah, I think the and problem then... is with, with Mia is like obviously the 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 obvious choice is to leave Mia out because she adds nothing to it. But then Jacob, being Dom's brother, automatically makes Jacob Mia's brother. Oh and then god! They yeah. were like, oh, and the fact let's that try and intertwine that. Yeah, the thing. fact that she was like, yeah, and I was in contact with Jacob before he went off the grid, and then it links back because Dom got in the race. He said, "You, you know, you carry on driving. If you lose, never turn, you know, never come back." And that's when he lost contact. So she's there to kind of see what crack is, but also Brian's looking after the kids on his own. Oh, and so. nobody, nobody throughout the entire film, especially Dom, who's like the most guilty for it. Nobody checks in. There's not one scene where they're like video calls, you know, FaceTime the kids. Fran, well, Fran do, you think they've got, do you think they've got time to add a scene in where they ring up and see if kids are all right? Yeah. Fran, they're on a mission to save the world. It's bullshit, man. It's, but Dom, Dom is, is just that, like... Do you, know what she, do, 
I can't believe that's your biggest problem. (laughs) The biggest problem with this entire film is he comes up to Jacob and says, I'm on a ratio, and if I win, you have to leave town and never speak to me again. And what Jacob should do is go, yeah, Dad asked me to try and break the car to throw the race because he had gambling debts, and he accidentally died, and I'm ashamed of that, but I didn't kill him. And then Dom goes, oh, I didn't know, Jacob. Now we can be family forever. And then the entire film... <laughs> but he promised not to say. Promise not to say. Well, promise to the point where he has to leave town forever and never see anyone in his family ever again. <laughs> Seems. Oh, that was a, another cameo that mentioned um, Michael Rucker. Yeah. He's yeah. just in everything at the minute. Yeah, and just also again, like completely pointless paying for him because, oh, I like him, but he's just not needed, is it? He does offer a Corona though. He's first Corona man in the film, isn't he? I know, and Dom just he doesn't even. Oh, it. I was he thinking. Just leaves who? It. Oh, the mechanic. Yeah, you explained the yeah the mechanic at the beginning. Oh yeah, they they crack open a beer as if they're gonna have like a heart to heart, and then he just yeah. walks off. Walks with straight it. back. Puts it down, walks off. He's like, man, he's just left his entire beer. Could took it with him. It's so strange. wild. Maybe that's just about, like the um, sign of disrespect, leaving a corona. Oh, yeah. I mean, wasting a the corona, there's nothing worse. You know, nothing ki- worse. Killing civilians, <laughs> di- you know, dishonouring family, leaving family at restaurant. But leaving it's a bad. corona is like... Leaving yeah, a corona is... to go warm. No. <laughs> With no lime. Nobody's got any limes either. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> for that's your new biggest problem in the film. Brand, yeah. You spent all, all of last weekend shopping They've up got, limes. <laughs> They've got all that thing. They've got all that tech and they can't video call for two seconds. Fran yeah, drunk three like... Coronas over four days, <laughs> so he has no respect in the Corona world. He might you... as well have left your Coronas, Fran. Yeah, you left your Coronas because you drunk them that slow. It were unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Let's talk yeah. about Hannah. Should we talk about the shoehorning of Han back into the film? Cause, uh, I oh, mean, man. He didn't they... do anything. We talk about the fact that they don't care. Such a waste. People who wrote this film, they don't care about continuity, they don't care about story, they don't care about anything anymore. And they really didn't care about explaining why Han's alive. <laughs> well, he's he's linked to the to the little girl in Tokyo who's actually the DNA key for the new tech. But also, Mr. Nobody just made him not dead? Made him not in the car? He just like he's there, and then they <laughs> camp, and then they show another cut and just teleports him out, and he's like, "Cool trick," and he's like, "I've done better." Yeah, what? have you? We don't explain whether on... like did Hobbs like was Hobbs in on it then? Then that's what kind of like says, kind of like. But who was implies. there to see it? I just <sighs> who knows. Also, as well, like you know, he says to him, "Yeah, now you're dead. You've got to stay dead." And first thing he did, we're like. Send a postcard to Dom. We like some cryptic Tokyo Mexican Mexican thing <laughs> on it. Like, when did Dom just make that postcard appear out of nowhere in a scene? Oh, that was <laughs> so good. Oh, that was a secret base. They're missing nobody's secret base, and he's like, "Hands him this postcard the day he died." <laughs> and he's like, he's like, like you've been carrying it around for like six years." Oh well, <laughs> like how, it was how long has Han been dead? It, it was in the barn at the beginning of the film. Um, so when when he gets the call saying that um, you know. Oh, the team turn up and say that Mr. Nobody's gone off the grid having captured Cypher and it's all, you know, he sent it to us directly and it's going to have to be the fast team that need to team up and sort this out like superheroes. Basically their own little Avengers team. Um, it, the postcard's in the, the barn. He, he looks at it. Um, yeah, but no, he just, uh, he just has it on him at some random point. Later but yeah, in the for, film. for some reason he's like, right, I've got a pack, white t-shirt, check, shotgun, check. 
postcard pocket check done <laughs> keys to the keys to like it must be like the um yeah keys to any muscle car in the world check <laughs> i didn't yeah, I, I, I didn't I didn't get the postcard. I didn't oh, yeah. the story at the it. beginning. That's so that's so stupid. <laughs> Such crap foreshadowing to something that doesn't make any sense. Because then also the postcard but doesn't to- lead them anywhere other than to the middle of Tokyo. And like you said earlier, oh, but they dude. just get like a they get a bowl of ramen and they're like, Oh yeah, man. And they just happen know, to look at I- the corner of a window. Wait, what's <laughs> that? Oh, and so giant stupid. Mexican flag. But what doesn't make sense at that point is the mercenaries who turn up to kill Letty and and Mia, Mia or whatever her name is, they they turn up to kill him. But why? Is briefly mentioned that um, Michael uh, John Cena. He, he mentions that my men are closing in, in on the key in a random scene. Oh, uh, yeah. but of course you don't know you don't know that girl's the key at that point. So. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. But it all this that was the scene that like well, I mentioned it earlier about it bugging me. But also the fact that it's like really poorly lit, unless it, that was just a cinema. So I don't know if other people have different experience, but it's just really hard to see what was going off. So this is well, without a doubt the worst action scene I've seen. It's, it's crap in a long, you know, long while. Do you know what's if, the worst it might be thing the worst about scene ever? Do you know what's bad about it in every sense? Is it the fact that it was filmed in an earthquake by an arthritic cameraman? No, there's two there's two things there's two there's two things that are wrong with it. One, which is that um for some reason that all the Fast and Furious family know how to fight. And even Mia, who's weighs about four and a half kilo wet through, she like frying pans a mercenary and then kicks him in it kicks him in like his back or his chest or something, and it knocks him unconscious. Nonsense. But the main problem is, is that the girl who is the key and needs protecting throughout the entire film is sent in to fight the mercenaries instead uh, of Han. She's been, so she's Han been can do his dramatic entrance. Yeah, yeah, she's been trained up as a as a you know <sighs> teenage mutant ninja turtle. She's doing all sorts of kicks and flips, you know. But Han's got to stay in the background and have dramatic sniper fire at middle of Tokyo. Like where all Tokyo police? Just the whole, like, the way that it's lit and it's like, who is this character? And then it's oh, like, oh, yeah. look at the eyes. Oh, look um, at the face. It's hands. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like I the bit where he's by the side. Yeah, yeah. if it had been in a, in a better film, but it's just so but, like, they just happen to be on the table just beneath that. Having, like, why you said, does the Michelle Rodriguez then... drive a guy out of the window using her knees, <laughs> not knowing where she will land? <laughs> She most certainly did that to try and kill herself. Letty wanted to die. That's my theory. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Michelle Rodriguez was like, if I get minorly injured, maybe I don't have to film the rest of the film. (laughs) And then there's like successfully landed on stunt guy and didn't kill him for some reason. They were like, yeah, just just leave it in. It's crap. The whole hand thing's crap. So random. Also, what's really annoying as well when we talk about reintroduction of characters is the reintroduction of the guy from Tokyo Drift. Oh, yeah, man. Where they're just like, he's now in Germany strapping rockets to cars. So all the three, so the three guys there, um, you've got the dude from Fast 3, Tokyo Drift. I think they're all from Fast 3, aren't they? Uh, There's Lil Bow Wow from Fast 3. Yeah, he's been in a previous Lil Bow Wow's in Tokyo Drift. I didn't, the, the third guy, I don't think he's been in any. I think he was just oh, right. Could be oh, a rocket scientist. 
yeah, the rocket science guy. I didn't, I didn't recognize him if he was supposed to have been in it before. But then it's been a while since I've seen Tokyo Drift. And I don't know if he was. In. I don't. I'm just glad. That. I'm just glad little Bow was getting paid. <laughs> he's only like he's only like it. friends age, like, but man, he, he looks a bit. He looks like he's had a rough couple of years over this quarantine. I can't remember any Bow Wow's songs. <laughs> I remember he had one banger back in the day, but I were about 10, so it's probably not a really a banger. It's probably very terrible. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then and then the main guy from Tokyo Drift, I don't know if he's a, if his hairline's disappearing or if he's had plug spotting. I'll tell you what, he, he's, he lost some serious weight, though. He, he looks skinny in this film. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, 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 Talking of physique, though, I mean, Vin Diesel's in shape. Wait, don't jump onto Vin Diesel in shape. We're, we're talking about the fact that they brought three guys from the third film and just made them make rocket cars in Germany <laughs> for no other reason other than for the payoff at the end of the film the where they need a rocket car. Yeah. Is there any reason why it has to be in Germany either? Because that's where rocket cars are made. Okay. I think it's yeah, just, that was it. it's just like rocket. I'm a rocket <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking. Yes. I am a rocket car. Why do you be making it? Really... It's like it's, it's like they're getting paid for this. It's because they make the best cars. So it's kind of like. Do you mean like Mister Nobody's hired them to make rocket cars? <laughs> they could have explained it that way. Mister Nobody was surprised. It would have been at least it would have been an explanation. It did just, uh, just look as if they were trying to do it in secret, and like they were just just waiting for a jet to take off, so they could test it against something. Like mm. try and try and hide it behind these bunkers. So random. Squat. Again, they just kind of turned up at the base. Oh yeah, like they were just leather jackets, just chilling, you know, at the test site, and being like, "Yo, guys, yeah, what up? What are you doing? No, oh, we're just testing this jet. Cool, this will come into use later in the film. Nice." Also, yeah. as well, that guy from Tokyo Drift, who I'm fairly certain I haven't seen Tokyo Drift for a long time, but I think he gets in trouble in high school or something. So then he goes to Tokyo. I can't remember. Yeah, he has, to go, reason... he has to go live with his dad, who I think is in the military and station in yeah. Tokyo. In Tokyo. Yeah. So from there to Handai into this film, he's also learned to fly a plane. <laughs> Because later on in the film, he flies a, mili- <laughs> a military yeah. launch plane. <laughs> Pilot's license. Why not? Everyone it's... else has got ten thousand skills. Why not? <laughs> so many plot holes. It is absolutely amazing. And this is what we're saying: limitless. Anything these characters want yep. to do, there are no limits. Reason goes out of the window. Seven films ago, and they just keep going with it. <laughs> is it time to tour the space scene? Uh, yeah, I mean, we we can hop all over the place because well. we might as well do what the film does and just don't care. Space. For some reason, the final plan they have to take down the truck, which has the two halves of the sphere, eight-sided die. They need to rescue the Japanese girl whose DNA is the key to the ball. They also need to hack into a satellite, but here's the twist: Ramsey says we can't just do it remotely. We have to be on the satellite to hack into it. Dun, dun, dun. Like, so hang on. We've got to go to space. All right, then. How do we how do we hijack a space rocket? No, 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 no. Why would we do that? 
why would we hijack a rocket that NASA or any other national space team has spent years on making sure that it is fit to leave the atmosphere when we've no two dudes or three dudes they've got a car and a rocket strapped to it already and, some and we can get gear. a couple get some scuba gear and we can <laughs> some get duct tape. we can get Tej and Roman and we can stick them in because realistically if they die it's not end of world they were both brought in, <laughs> in Fast and Furious 2 they're not even the original Fast and Furious film so <laughs> you know if we're going to risk two lives we'll risk theirs we'll stick them in scuba gear there'll be some comedy and you know we'll make sure cars airtight <laughs> I mean we, we all you know show of hands but you can't because we're on a podcast who thought they were just going to the... I thought low orbit. It, low orbit, yeah. We thought it were going to be like SpaceX. They'd go and they'd float for like a few seconds and then they'd come back down. But these guys go straight it. up to space. Yeah, I thought I thought the whole... The trailer... Well, I mean, the trailer didn't give much away other than that they were heading up there. Um, But I thought, yeah, with the scene, like the, the, the previous scene where um, Jacob and the dude, the you know, that henchman... Um, who's like funding everything? They're they're at the space station, aren't they? And the a rocket set off, and I just thought, oh, it'd be like you know they're just going to intercept that because they're not going to go to actual space. Like how on earth a car with a rocket on it in space? It's not, just it's not just a car with a rocket on it. It's also got like thrusters built into the car so they can oh, yeah, steer they it in space. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh god, when he puts it into yeah, gear like, and it's, yeah. Oh yeah, because yeah, because all the thruster system you're right, Fran, is linked to the standard not mechanics buttons. of a car. Yeah, it, it, Roman's like, okay, I got this, and he like puts it into first clutch down, and then and then he accelerates, and then it's like, and they're like, right, they're off. There's no turbos in space. And then just like the whole thing where they're like, no, we can't hack this satellite. What options are we gonna have? We've got no choice but to drive the car through the satellite. You know, but I think it's just who they were dead then. I thought, oh, they're actually gonna, they're gonna kill him. But then, uh, yeah, they're gonna kill him off. Oh, uh, when, when, because you think, well, if they kill him off, I mean, just, just for everybody who's listening to this podcast, at the moment that we got the first shot of the car in space, somebody in our screening just laughed out loud <laughs> because that's how, that is literally how ludicrous it is. It is so funny <laughs> in space. In space, nobody can hear your dub valve. Oh, like... he has NOS. He has NOS in space. With... That's what. Ah, oh, you just reminded me. That's the key point. Oh, that's... They need to get through the satellite. We, we need to get through the satellite. But luckily, we've got a can of NOS because NOS. Oh man, these guys. How much NOS do they have? NOS it's everything. Doesn't NOS like NOS. work off like oxygen and fuel and stuff? I don't know. NOS works, but I know. I know in space, cars don't work. So. I just oh, love yeah. it. It's just it's just the scene putting it in gear. <laughs> Pedal down. Uh, it's not where, that. Where it's are the they keeping their oxygen? <laughs> How they breathe this? Yeah, but yeah, but they've got then, their own suits with the yeah, lighting pick, and stuff. They get picked up by the International Space Station. <laughs> <laughs> this is fast and furious. This oh, it's the scene. It's the scene where they're climbing outside of the car. Yo, guys, it's us. <laughs> they can just hear them. Oh, wow. like, <laughs> you can just yeah. hear them through the door. <laughs> yeah, you can just hear them in space. <laughs> in space, everyone can hear you scream. That's the that's the classic line. And there's a comment later on that they've like they stayed up there for like two weeks before they managed to get rescued. Yeah. Like it'd take like uh... another country building there. Like years to build another rocket to actually go up. 
It's like a scheduled mission. Yeah. yeah uh, luckily, they get, but they no, bypass that in they a They get car. back. <laughs> they get back in two weeks, and there's no like, you know, they don't have to reclimatize the bodies to earth because they just have a bottle of Corona. Oh yeah, so the barbecue scene then. And the barbecue. Back down and the, oh my the, god! The, the rebuilding, barbecue. The rebuilding of the house. How long have they been rebuilding this house for? That's been a timber structure for three films now. <laughs> Did it get blown yeah. up in seven? They were loading the car, uh, kids into the car, and then boom! Yeah. Oh yeah, he gets a present, doesn't he? At the, the door, uh, at the door, there's just a box, and then yeah, from Tokyo, when after Jason Statham mm. kills Han, or didn't kill Han, always when he's when he's not before he turned, like every other character gets turned. Yeah, all that car like transport around. Yeah, all that car transport, and they can do around the world, but yeah, they they can't just pay for a better builder to. Bruce, uh, build times on that house. Who, who played Cypher? What was his name? Char- Charlie's uh, uh, yeah. 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 I mean, again, like, just just weird weird dialogue with her character. Mm-hmm. Oh, weird dialogue. Put the eggs it was the in best. the wrong basket with that villain, haven't they? Yeah, because, like, she's not really a great villain. But and she's not, been the villain for... She was a villain in eight, wasn't she? Yeah, she's been yeah. a villain in two films now. Main villain. Now okay. she's like the side villain. Well, she's, oh, she's, no, she, she's, she's, she's the, the villain main villain for ten. Yeah, she's the main villain in ten, isn't she? No doubt. Yeah, but she, she's just... no, 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 no. She's gonna turn. She's gonna be. She's gonna turn good. She's gonna be one of <laughs> yeah. allies. No, she's gonna she's be main villain in ten. I think. But the key, the key thing is that for some reason, like she's not. She, the character's not a great villain. Just that she's some kind of. I don't know what she wants. What's her motivation for anything other than to bring down the crew? Oh, to bring there's down no, the like, family? family link because they well, do her yeah. over. I think it was eight. She wanted God's Eye, wasn't it? Yeah, she wanted God's Eye, and then like in this Stop film that. where she she almost got control of the new tech that's better than God's Eye. <laughs> but it's like one bit she's talking to Jacob, Dom's brother, and he's like, "Hey, you read my psych file?" She's like, "I read your grade." Two report card, and it's like, right? What did that? What useful information did that give you about him? That he's he loves Star Wars puns <laughs> they, and yeah, he loves crayons. Oh yeah, like, god, that's Star Wars. This is oh, this god. is the best bit when you said our oh, best action no, scene yet. Cool, no. Edinburgh. Best line no, or best no. dialogue was the exchange between Cypher <laughs> and and this dude. Oh my god. When he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm like a Jedi. And she's like, no, no, no. And he's like, hold on a minute, no. I'm like Han Solo. And she's like, no, 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 that's still not right. You're more like Yoda. And he's like, oh, yeah. yeah but like, Yoda is a Jedi. Wrong already. Well, he's, he's the, you know, he's, he's the all-powerful. But she's she's not referring to that. No, she's referring to the puppet. And I would just like, like a oh. puppet. He didn't have a hand up his ass, though, did he? He wasn't that kind of puppet. <laughs> yeah, he won't Kermit the Frog. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just, I just sat there and I was like, really? Like they, they went there with Star Wars. Nice. Also, that character as well. This, this, this son of a, this son of a politician from a country that's never disclosed, but he's vaguely he Eastern. Son of a dictator. yeah, yeah, but I think he's, yeah, son of a dictator. But I, I get like a generic Soviet Union vibe mm-hmm. from him. Felt very Scandinavian. If he's called Otto. Well, yeah, uh, but uh, how many Scandinavian dictators have I don't know. Look, it's all just a bit generic. 
but the thing the thing about this character that's so annoying is they like keep making references to the fact that his dad's funding everything. <laughs> but where's his dad? Is his dad? Does his dad really know what he's funding? His dad's funding magnet drones to pick cars up in South America. Because <laughs> yeah, when they don't they go and witness the? I can't remember. Do, do they launch the satellite into space? Is that what they go and witness? Yeah, they go and they they go and do something with a rocket in one country, but they, they like take escape. over. They, yeah, they take over the facility, don't they? Yeah. Like then they have to point. they have to leave there, don't they? Because they said, "Oh, it'll be swarming with like yeah. officers yeah, no, and stuff." So I think it's... I think that's his own country. I think because I think he says your dad will never let you do this after mm. something mm. like that. So I think I think they launch that satellite from their own his own country, wherever <laughs> that's supposed to be. Yeah. Very confusing. Oof. What else is there to talk about, guys? I mean, I know there's, I know there's a lot, but I think we've done oh. pretty well to say that we've, we've not taken notes for this, which is why it was a, a bit rambly, given that we were all just in the cinema watching it. But it is, but it's just reminding me because there is one note that I made that we haven't talked about. Um, let me set the scene for you guys, and you guys can pick this up. <laughs> there is Mister Nobody's secret base. Jacob and his crew have come and taken the the girl away. They, they, oh, they're up. just a, they're just about to escape. They're climbing up this tunnel, this ladder, <laughs> uh, this access tunnel. But then Dom realizes that there's fifty five guys still chasing them, and he has only one option now: to tell tell Blair. <laughs> you know, he, if, locks, he, touches, the, he it, locks her it, in something like um, out of yeah, quiet place lo- too. Locks her in yeah. That. He locks he locks her in a in a scuba do, in um, a subway subway <laughs> he locks her in a subway restaurant now he locks her in a um in a what do you call them boats now that are underwater <laughs> submarine he, he, he locks her in like, he locks yeah like a submarine like a bulkhead door yeah bulkhead door he locks the bulkhead door and then he touches his chest which we all know is the universal signal for family, family. <laughs> He touches his chest, family, and then what he proceeds to do is chuck eight guys over some railings, kills all eight of them, not bothered. Then he fights, I said 17, and Ben, you said after that I was being conservative. I think he fights 17 guys at once. Oh, it reminds I think me it's of... way more. I think it's at least, at least minimum 20, but I think there's probably more. It reminds me of um, Neo's brawl in um, <laughs> the second Matrix Reloaded. <laughs> Where oh, yeah. in, in place of Agent Smith is just like generic army dudes. Um, and Dom just just summons this like inner power and he's just like family. And he's just able to lift guys, pull pull down structures. It's just oh. it's an incredible feat of strength. The uh, bit where he's like scrumming them. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he like rubbish like scrums scrum to hold them all back from something yeah. chasing. And he's, he's, he's literally like pushing about like. 25 men back just by himself yeah. like, he gets he gets like he, he gets taken to the floor and he's just getting pummeled and kicked and punched and oh, that's somehow the best manages bit. to just rise up and just like no that is the best bit because he's getting battered on the floor and they're stomping on him they're kicking him and, oh it's all going on and you then through the done. gap it's, through the gap he sees one guy climbing the ladder towards Letty and he's like <laughs> no family <laughs> break Accurate. free Gets that guy. He gets that guy. He picks him up with two hands overhead, <laughs> and then snaps his back onto a railing, and then throws him to his death. You know, because 
that's what you've got to do for family. But then he realizes that there's more. Um, there's just like an infinite number of guards. Yeah. So he's like, right, this is it. I grab it's these two, two poles. Two <laughs> chains. Pulls the two chains, collapses the entire structure on himself, falls into <laughs> a lakey pit of death with all the other bodies and like massive chunks of concrete falling on him. And you are thinking at this point. They've killed off know, the main guy. Dom's going to die. But then what you get is amazing as well. First time I think in a Fast and Furious film, you get a Dom um, seeing the whole series of events in his life that have led to this moment before he dies. <laughs> so you get flashbacks ten to flashbacks. ten minute flashback to all the key emo- emotional parts of the film, like when his dad died on the racetrack, um, you know, Brian, Lair, all these things. Just a montage of Dom's emotional highlights, really. Then he coughs just and to wakes reveal, up. yeah, he coughs and wakes up just to reveal that Lair and the people that he did all this for to help escape came back for him thirty seconds later. <laughs> yeah, she it just dives in, avoids all the rubble, and manages to save him. She jumps down that massive shaft. <laughs> yeah, Without absolutely heart. pointless. They just don't. Yeah, they they just didn't care. Did they? they were like, it's too hard to explain how they saved him. I think but... I think Vin Diesel just. I think he wrote that scene in himself. Like, <laughs> I want I want to fight fifty men and win. Oh, I think is that because in the previous film he'd had to fight the Rock and um, it had to be an equal number. Oh no, that was Statham. I think there was another film where they had to like throw an equal number of punches and yeah. stuff. And he fell out with the rock, though, didn't he? They had, they had a bit of a bust up. So. so this film, he had to prove. Yeah, I, th- I think he had to go. He had to like one top whatever the rock's done. And then he just comes <laughs> like, I have to fight fifty men, and then I need to pull down on these chains and like, but the men are grabbing my biceps, kind of stop me. But my biceps are too strong. <laughs> I pull down and rip, rip the concrete from the ceiling, and they're like. Yeah. Do my I, biceps yes. are too strong. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the best line in the film if he'd looked up at me and let him be like, my biceps, biceps are too strong. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I can't hear you. And he's like, biceps. Just... <laughs> or even, even better. He's like, because The Rock's sponsored by Under Armour and for some reason in, in Fast and Furious world, Hobbs gets to wear Under Armour all the time. It's like, it'd be even better if like, Vin Diesel was sponsored by like, some absolute two-bid protein companies or something. And he's got like tattoos on his biceps just like my protein and like Bud, Bud, Budweiser like for some reason instead of Corona. He's like, he's like, no. <laughs> oh, if he had Corona, Corona on his biceps, that's biceps. it, isn't it? <laughs> Wedge of lime. <laughs> <laughs> or even if he just had, <laughs> or even if on his biceps he had like a um, he had like a Last Supper style <laughs> portrait of. <laughs> Of all the Fast and Furious family, and he's in the middle of his own bicep, <laughs> <laughs> surrounded by it's his, all his No, it's it's his shirt that rises up, and it's a uh, it's the tramp stamp, but it's it's the family. <laughs> <laughs> and they've all got it. on the table. They've all got balls of Corona in front of. I can see Fran, that. Fran, that's your get that's your artwork, Fran. Yeah. You've go. got to somehow figure out how to make it. <laughs> We need we need that to become a reality. <laughs> Fast ten, just just put just just at Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel, oh. do this, bro. <laughs> and just on that thing about him and him and the Rock having a bit of a feud, you replace <laughs> Judas with the Rock. That is it. <laughs> that is it. Absolutely nailed it. 
Incredible. I know. I mean, it, <laughs> we haven't we haven't covered a lot, but in in all honesty, it's just bonkers, isn't it? It's just bonkers from start to finish, <laughs> and there's so much to talk about because it is absolutely just out there in everywhere. All right. So to to summarize, then, what's what's the uh, what are the thoughts on Fast Ten and how? How the story is going to progress? What what we oh, say? Are we, make, are we having a fast ten predictions? Yeah, genuine uh, answers only. So fast ten, no piss taken. I think Hobbs and Shaw for definite will return. It's, yeah, so standard it, full cast. So Every, full cast, everybody, even Gal Gadot and Mel comes back. Full 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 <laughs> cast. Hobbs and Shaw for definite. Han, all the rest of them. I think definite continuity. Shotgun, muscle car, <laughs> sleeveless tees. I yeah. think Sif. I think Sif is the main bad guy, but really? I think I think again. It, but I think it's a, it'll be a ruse for a new bad guy. But I think they take all bad guys down in this one. What I don't. What I do predict is that they don't close the franchise though. Oh, okay. I'll let everyone else go, and then I'll. Yeah, I need. To, I'm, I'm going to add on to that. I, I don't feel like I think there's going to be a handoff. No. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I was going to say. I think there's definitely going to be a handoff between, even though there's there's some possible feud between the Rock and uh, Dom. Um, there'll be a handoff, so Dom will retire, and it will it'll end basically. Fast Ten will be a, the barbecue again, but this time hopefully more food, um, and not just five burgers and a few corn of the cobs. It just looks pitiful. I think there'll be like a genuine like handshake, and it'll just be one bicep to another. Just saying, like, oh, it, may, it might be even be Jacob that takes like takes the mantle. Oh yeah, John, C- sort of John Cena is definitely back, and also Ryan Reynolds and Kevin Hart from Hobbs and Show. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think all I think all cameos are back on. I think Wesley Snipes. I think Wesley Snipes is going to come into it, or um, oh wow. Van Dam. Oh, if you get Snipes and Dam, you know this is the best film ever made. I mean, another like you know, I Expendables, but um. Yeah, I think or Bruce Willis. No, in fact, no, don't do Bruce Willis. But somebody, somebody else. Snipes is definitely in. If you send that, if you send that contract to Snipes, he's in. <laughs> Done. Anyway, Dan, what, 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 I, what, I, I, I'm Denzel Washington. No better place to be. Snipes, Washington, damn. Nah, Denzel's too cool, man. Leave Denzel out of this. Samuel Jackson. Nah, Samuel Jackson's too good for the oh, no, saga, no, no. but he would raise it up ten notches if they could get. No, him. but the, but that's the link. He's gonna come in as uh, as as Nick. Nick Fury is gonna come in. I thought you meant that agent from Snakes on the Plane. Oh, it could be just that. It could. Be, it's any of his characters, really. I mean, you know, Jules from Pulp Fiction. I think yeah, Quentin Tarantino is gonna direct Fast Ten. He's got one more film, and he's got one more film. Make. I'm just saying, I'm I. It's you heard it here first. Films with movies. <laughs> he's got he's got his tenth film to do. Um, on the Joe Rogan podcast, he he said he isn't. You know, he's not like nailed down what it's going to be, but could be Fast Ten. Could just jump in there. Last film. Wild exclusive. Wild exclusive. <laughs> Dan, what were come you? On. Uh... Yeah, come on, Dan. There you go. I, I don't feel in a good place to to make predictions because I think I've only seen. <laughs> Four, possibly five of the Fast Furious. Dan, you've seen them all. Dan, you've seen them all. If you've seen nine, you've seen them all. That that feels, yeah. Like there was plenty of characters in here that 
have no significance to me that we're just yeah. But, but it, to it the, makes, but it to it the makes fans, no difference. The it family, makes no difference. It's massive. Uh, but yeah, I think it'll just be more of the same on a bigger scale. <laughs> bigger scale. Either. How do you get bigger than space? It's the moon. It's yeah. It's, it's, it's gonna... not the moon. It's the most feasible. Oh. <laughs> Doctor Strange is coming in. There's no way, is there? What do you think, Ben? What's your predictions for Fast and Furious 10? What's your prediction for the Mendes your, is coming back? What's your, what's your prediction for the title, Ben? What were they gonna what are they gonna call Fast Ten? Fast Ten. Um, what was this one called? Fast Nine. Fast and Furious Nine, the Fast Saga. Ten ten will be something like the saga ends or something like it'll be like. <laughs> the checkered flag. There you go. Yeah. Oof, the finish line. Fast and Furious 10. Family. <laughs> fast, yeah, don't, fast don't finish line 10. Back, like you said, Cena will be back as well. There's Jacob. So I think Jacob. Oh, no. Because, I mean, they, they could have killed her off in this one, but, you know, she's, she's still alive. She's definitely back. There's no doubt what, about what it. Was, what was the last that we saw a Cena in this one? I can't remember what the... It drives drove away. off. Dom gives him a 10-second uh, yeah. car. He drove off yeah. earlier, and then he decides to come back. Then he, he, he drives off again. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're about to help themselves in the next one. Definitely CGI Paul Walker. Well, yeah, I think they, they, yeah, they might bring the brothers in. Even, even if it's mainly only a cameo. Just for some more babysitting. Um. It's like how to do it tastefully. Yeah, in terms of plot, though, like I don't know, like I, I feel like they can't do another just McGuffin, like a world ending McGuffin. It has to be like hmm. the Death Star. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I think it'll end in, uh, where it started. Any yes. character deaths? Anybody willing to take I, I a think, take I a think one? But then he'll be he'll be alive at the end of like. Uh, like on another beach. Yeah, Dom, Dom, Dom will sacrifice himself somehow. There'll be an, there'll be an after credit scene where he's still alive. Drinking a pina colada on beach. If you let pina coronas... Yeah, he's still not giving up corona in death. If you let pina coronas... There's no licensing changes. It's still... It's just Corona with coconut milk on top. <laughs> you look- <laughs> well, they've, they've finally got that wedge of lime, mate. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've, they've not like they've not like broken the kind of <laughs> they've not gone like really overboard with like time travel or alternate dimensions yet. But you feel just like you feel like travel. space is like the most it can go without you know it being like really obscene. Just, just being a comedy. Yeah, without it just being like, at that point, it's just like. Where did Tedge go to school? Because <laughs> Tedge was a mechanic in a Miami garage. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, he knows all the physics for space. His character's taken on the spots for like. Everything. He's, what the he, plot requires. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of people like. I think you guys alluded to it earlier where characters fill the slots of others that have left. I mean, Gal Gadot left. Obviously, she went off and she was busy with DC. Um, so she was like Han's sidekick, but now she's been replaced with like the key, um, the the two females from, you know, that's Letty and Maya have come back. It's like, 
they get rid of them, they introduce some new characters, then it's just for the reveal for them to come back and be like, oh shit, the fans but, are going to like love this. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of these characters either were killed they off don't or do like in Michelle, in Michelle Rodriguez's way, like she was having like Apache time in her career, weren't she? When she was like kicked off a load of stuff and then brought back to stuff later on. Yeah, yeah it seems random. I mean, Roman Roman was like a a minor felon with a an ankle tag. <laughs> Fast and Furious. In part two, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but where that led. But now he's a cold blooded killer. Invincible. Bulletproof. Bulletproof. But maybe, maybe what worries me most is how we're going to score this because I feel like it's a very I feel like I feel like you guys aren't going to like my score. Ooh. So I'm not I, I go. was gonna say I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw it out there for for fast ten. I think maybe it'll go on pause for a bit, um, allow another Hobson Shaw to slip in and continue the formula, while potentially the studios like right this is the last shot at the saga. Are they going to reinvent it like they did back in like Fast Five where they inject it with something good? Because eight and nine arguably are both not great. The seven is the like the hallmark because of all the events that like surround it with Paul Walker, but also um, I think it's genuinely got like a good cast and the film. I mean, we re- we we reviewed it, didn't we? And it was I I don't think it's a terrible film, but I think because of all the surrounding drama and um, events that unfolded, it's that will always be remembered. Eight's completely forgettable. Nine space. So a ten. They yeah. almost need to take a break in order for it to. He's like owns it partly, doesn't he? He's like a he's like a producer. Who is Vin Diesel? Makes oh, sense. he's got to be like yeah. No, so rather say so in how the film goes or ends. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I feel like there'll be a Hobson Shaw before we see Fast Ten. No, you see, not if Vin Diesel didn't want it to be. Nothing yeah, pushes one to come first. Also, oh, like I think, I think ten's first. I don't think they. How long can they delay it? Before um, do I want to wait too long? Will they? Nah, ten, I feel like ten will be going as soon as coronavirus lets it go. I feel like no, Fast Nine's trailer were floating around for ages though, because I just remembered that bridge scene and thinking, oh, I thought this was from another film. Like I feel they like were, that they in, were delayed, weren't they? It were delayed because yeah. of pandemic. Mm. It finished it. It finished a long time ago, but. Come on, let's see these scores because it's going to be controversy all round. Uh, go on then, Dan. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, looking at it just from a just from a film point of view, it's terrible. But <laughs> that isn't going to stop me when we inevitably come to all going to the cinema again to watch uh, watch number ten coming out to. Uh, see what they do end up doing, but you kind of do just have to accept that they've stopped caring and no rules apply, anything's on the table, and just go with it. Um, The comedy bits don't work. It's... uh, I I don't know. I don't know. It is a tough one. It is a tough one. Do it, Dan. Do it. See, I think I think you're going to jump in high potentially, Sam. I don't know if that was a controversial thing from you. So <laughs> I'll, I'm going for a four. 
It's a four. What about you, Ben? Um, I think this film was the first where I think they're really missing Paul Walker. I thought, I didn't think you missed him as much in eight because you still had Jason Statham in The Rock. You still had like kind of other, other kind of big characters who, who I think lent well to the film. Mm-hmm. They went in number eight. Really, I think you're wrong there, Benji. I don't think they were in eight. Submarine one. Is number? No, I don't think that is number eight, is it? Eight is, isn't Jason Statham save <laughs> Vin Diesel's son on the plane with his brother? What? <laughs> yeah, for those sequence, yeah. No, I think eight you're right, yeah. I think you're right. Is the maybe. ice with the Lamborghinis? That's that's it? I don't remember anything else. Yeah, I think you may be all right. Yeah, because that, that was the one where they realised Rock and Jason Statham had really good chemistry. Spin-off. Um, yeah, I think I think this one was really really missing Paul Walker. I just felt I think the, the, the film just felt like it was missing kind of soul or any kind of heart. Which, yeah, I don't really I don't really know how else to describe it. It just felt like it was felt like it was lacking. Like I don't know if they were trying too hard or if they just not caring enough. Um. But then I was entertained by some bits. Like, I did have a huge smile on my face when taking room and were blasting up in space. <laughs> I can't <laughs> lie. <laughs> it did make, did make me smile a lot. Um, yeah, so it's, it's a tough one to score. I think I think for some of the other middling Fast and Furious films, I probably would give him like a five or a six. So I think I'm going to have to stick along with Dan because I think this one's worse and go with a four. Because I, I just think... Yeah, I just think this one's it's just lacking heart, it's lacking a bit of soul. It really feels like I'm running out of momentum on this one. Even though even though there were times where it still entertained me. Um where we just noticeably noticeably how kinda like border was in between, particularly in some of the in between scenes, which I just fell fell flat. And I liked by that was due to the humour not working as well. Hmm. All right, then, Fran. Here's weird. Uh, score wise, I'll come on to that. But um, I think similar to what Ben was saying, for me, the film felt completely disconnected. I thought it started off okay, um, and then shortly after, Dom racing to the airport to jump on the plane with the guys, which was the only establishing shot of them having to like go somewhere and and there'd be some transport to show that they are like traveling the world and the, the, the whole timeline thing maybe i've just watched too many other films that does that well um but it bugs me because i just think i hate when you're just like right we're in a scene and everything is just going to be explained um so like tokyo london they just i feel like oh they, they've got a globe trot for the sake of it, because that's what Fast and Furious is known for. Um, whereas in the original film, it's like, you know, one neighborhood, um, which I get, they've got to expand and make it bigger and make it more interesting, which is why they've, you know, stuck on a bit of space. But um, yeah, it just feels completely disconnected. The characters and stuff and shoehorning the reveals of characters coming back. So Han was supposed to be like really big. So, you, you know, the the scene of him approaching, he's chewing some stuff and it's like, 
yeah, we know this character from like the other episodes, but what does he do after the shooting on the rooftop? He literally does nothing. Like he's just resorted to just sit in the background. He's just part of the cast. It's like, right, we've got him back. Right. On the spec sheet, it's like, right, he doesn't actually do anything in this one. Maybe we'll save him for number 10 and he has a bigger part because this one's taken up by Roman being the gun for hire, Dom fighting 50 guys. We've got to get the girls back. We've got to fill in for Paul Walker. There's just too many things going off that don't work. However, I think similar to what you were saying as well, Ben, it was entertaining. There were some scenes that I thought were genuinely like quite good. Um, and I like John Cena. I don't think he's up there with like Batista or possibly The Rock, but I don't think Rock's gone the same way as Batista. I'd rather watch um, and see what like the, like his career's got in store, Batista rather than uh, The Rock. But um, to see John Cena in this was like, oh, this was, this was good, but it wasn't as good as when they brought in The Rock. Um, and then ultimately, space. Like it just, it's funny, but it's just daft and it's probably a little too far-fetched even for Fast and Furious. So I'm giving it a five. What about you, Sam? Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give my official score since you all since you all scored it as a film. Uh, films of Amigo scoring it like a proper film, <laughs> like it's actually a real film. I'll give it a proper score. I'll give it a proper score, but I want to also give it my enjoyment score, which is a brand new thing I've just invented, and it's ten out of ten, baby, because I have never had so much fun watching a film at the cinema. In fact, I think I had, this is the our older forty-three episodes we've done. I enjoyed watching this film the most. What? Because because let's get it right. They didn't give a fuck about <laughs> plot, about character development, about continuity, about special effects, about anything. They literally didn't give two shits. And I think that was magnificent. I smiled from the second it started to the second it ended. <laughs> there was My a lot cheeks of were hurting. I was absolutely dying. I, I was dying when they swung across that canyon. I could not believe some morons actually signed that off to go in a film. And then it, all it did was get bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, there's a bit where John Cena pulls in his magnet car alongside the alongside Dom's magnet car. He's like, I've got my magnets, bro. And they looked at each other and they're like, family. But didn't say it like you could see it in their eyes. Real acting. <laughs> Pro level acting when you can tell that they're thinking the word family. So in yeah, and in terms of so in terms of enjoyment, I just think the I think they just went out and went it's fast and furious, people are just gonna buy tickets, we don't even care anymore. Just we'll just make any old shit. So, That's true. I think they capitalized on the you know pandemic and were like, people will just go and watch this just because. Oh no, pandemic! And if there were no pandemic, this would have still been this would still been top box office, wouldn't it? Because they've just got they've just got a, a loyal fan base of people that will just watch this absolute trash. And you know, like go back to the free word review: limitless, perfect trash. Because this is perfect trash. <laughs> this is crap in diamond form. Because. It's absolute garbage. All it were garbage. And that's what makes it so great. I will watch number 10 any day of week. I watch all spin-offs. I watch all the shit they make now. Just to see how bad they can make it. <laughs> so in terms of a film score, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a three out oh. of ten. Oh. Yeah, it's like it's super it's low. It's super low. But in terms of like if I was just rating this and how much I enjoyed it, it was like nine out of ten, because it was just it was so good. 
It was so enjoyable. It's been so much fun to talk about. We came out of cinema and we stood up on, 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 <laughs> in car park and we tried not to talk about it and it still kept us there for like 10, 15 minutes just going, <laughs> what about that? What about this? Amazing. Everything's amazing about it. Can you believe they even wrote it? Like, How many people did they have writing this? <laughs> how did they get that space thing? Oof, you know, how did that make it to the film? But they took We're a car to, to space. IMDB, that shit. I reckon at least you know, three writers. Oh, at least three writers, and like one great. of them, one of them tried on one day, and other days, <laughs> you know, I feel like they just, I feel like they got post-it notes, and they had like loads in yellow, and loads in pink, and loads in blue, and they were like, right, write one word on yellow, one on blue, one on pink, and then just we'll get strangers to pick random words and put them together: space, car, magnets, <laughs> swing, plane, catch. John Cena. He was just on there. He was just one at posting those. <laughs> Dom's brother. Also, the, the storyline that Dom's brother might not be his brother because he has Nordic features and, and the Toretto's don't have Nordic features. What a load of shit. Absolute <laughs> nonsense. Of course he's not his brother. They don't even look alike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it were amazing. It were every, you know, it were everything. Hobbs and Shaw was the polished, polished crap. That Fast and Furious has had in a couple of its other films. They like polished it up and they chucked in like a couple of cool cameos and you know it were garbage, but it were generally entertaining. This one, they were like, don't polish the crap, don't put that shine on it. Just, just send it, it. Just just let it be. Just let it go. <laughs> just like drop it in the bowl and release then put it. it on the screen. Yeah, <laughs> release just it. Release, go go go. Release it. Don't cut it. We're not bothered. <laughs> Who cares? You know, oh, it were amazing. So yeah, I mean it's a bad film. It's bad, but it's good. Oh, it's it's so bad. It's it's, it's so a, it's bad, but it's bad. good. Yeah, he's it, definitely a must-watch. And Fran, when you put out the promo post for this podcast episode, do not put the score. Put question mark out of ten. <laughs> we don't want people to know. Right, done. There won't even be that page. It'll be something else. It'll be the the tramp stamp. So it'll be. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Just a, can you just get like a, a collage of like Dom's sleeveless tees or Dom's biceps? I don't know. One of the two. Just a collection, yeah. a montage of, um, or a collage of, of just images of Dom and his attire, various different attire. Yeah. Done. Sounds great. They were a wild ride, guys. They were a wild ride. Long, long while rad. It's been such a saga, such a fast saga. <laughs> I mean, no one even we didn't even mention the fact that that Dom got a farm after after he got out at last. <laughs> oh, yeah, he decided to just try and you know make it in the agricultural world. He <laughs> called his brain. Yeah, he called his son Mini Brian, even though Brian's still alive in the in the in the film universe. Brian's still alive, so that's just weird. But anyway, yeah. So there'll be more cinema films being reviewed soon because we're now we can go back to the cinema and they've decided to release some films. So keep an eye out for that. Anything else anyone wants to add before we close this one up? Uh, I think you covered it. No, I don't think okay. so. Yeah. Thank you for a good mention. We're going to try and try and do some director's discussions in the future. Maybe discussing yes, that, 
that's next episode. Next Direct episode. Lucas. Yeah, and and it was the director we're kicking up with. It appears in there, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, and amigo favorite, I, I think so. Yeah, director of Fast Ten, Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Potential, Potential director. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we'll be we'll be going through the back catalogue of Quentin Tarantino films, talking about his style. Um, Our favorites. You know, it's so much to talk about with with Tarantino films. So yeah, we'll be breaking that down in the next episode. And if there's nothing else to add, guys, let's wrap it up. That's a goodbye from me. See you next time. Ta-ra for me. Adios. <laughs>